0: To see the to to
1: yeah,
2: Boy, don't sleep in a trap house, nah that's risky. Ain't no deals in the trap house if you want free that's 60. Boy, don't sleep in the trap house, nah that's risky. Yeah. Oh. Boy, don't sleep in the trap house, nah that's risky. Ain't no deals in the trap house if you want free that's 60 had charlie man i had whitney had bobby man i had britney criminal picnic now i got large amounts but i need a different account i cannot sit in the house all my niggas trying to eat i need to figure it out. Show me the floor, show me the door My niggas kicking them down kicking in the whip, they wish I was slick, But I could not give them the clout Got my dream girl in my real life In the dunya but I'm living nice Bought a chain, didn't see the price Diamonds on me, that vanilla ice Who said that I'm civilised? I'm a villain, you can see it in my eyes Spin the wheel, trying to win the prize Hit the jackpot, split it with the guys Man, I've been the guy I'm a whip that crap like banana pudding the game When
1: I step in the band, all fiends and the workers act like Vladimir Putin just came Niggas taking the wave, just let them have fun with it Tell them to run with it I got some coke at my yeah. sister's, I got a gun at my brother's, crew yeah. And if we see him on the mains, that's fire on the mains. Got a little 3-2 concealed in my box, so it was called out fire on the fire mains. The main. I was on tour with the hitters on deck, had fire on the stage. Yeah, bro,
0: so tactic. If
2: you see your upload sister, I hope we fire on the stage. What do you reckon? How I
3: survive impeccable techers. No point rocking the best when you step in. Looking above how niggas be wetting. shepping, in shooting, booting.
2: London's mad End the discussion. Fuck all the talk. My nigga do something. You're not the goat. My nigga, you mutton. I was 18 in hella jewels. Now I'm 28 in hella jewels. I'll be 38 in hella jewels. You been hating on me? Who the hell are you? Chipping the dance, two-step bussing. If I got my Cuban on, I won't tuck it. Look in my corner. He's just
0: the artist. He ain't got a clue. and like the man that will rush him. Oh, hands on my nose, hands Sheesh. Man, that's, first off, welcome back to <laughs> episode 57 of the K Podcast. A couple songs off that album have been stuck in my head for the past couple of days, so I figured it was only right to bring the vibe that I've been on to you guys. That's his album, Insomnia, with Skepta, Chip, and Young Ads, all London artists, or UK artists, um, but yeah, man, that shit's been stuck in my head, so I figured I'd bring a little vibe for that ass, Yeah, you know I mean? For episode 57, I. But no questions this week, so we're gonna get right into it, man. I don't think I mentioned it on any of the other episodes. It wasn't really, it's not like I planned this shit for a long time, it kinda just happened. Your boy got LASIK, then. I mean, been blind for 20 years now. Been wearing glasses since I was fucking in first grade, about 10 years old. I'm 30 now, you know what I'm saying? So finally bit the bullet and got some LASIK out here. Yeah, I mean. And I will say, man, that shit. What, 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 what,
3: what, what the fuck is this? One piece of the craziest,
0: of weirdest experiences of my whole life, right? So I mean, definitely worth it, you know what I'm saying? Not trying to talk anybody out of it. Super worth it. But just what you go through during the fucking LASIK is the weirdest thing that I've ever seen, you know, felt, whatever the fuck, dude. Shit was just wild. So I'll start from the beginning, all right? So first things first, I go in for a consultation. They got to check out. Your eyes, you know what I mean? Run diagnostic tests or whatever the fuck they're doing to make sure that you're even eligible to receive LASIK because apparently not everyone's eligible. But they run whatever tests that they run, you know what I mean? Check my vision, do the normal like eye doctor shit as far as reading the lines of lettering and all that. Jump through all the hoops and whatnot, and then lo and behold, you know, they say you're a perfect candidate. Boom. So, all right. Book my shit. Book the procedure for the following week. They were trying to get me in that Thursday. I was like, ah, you know, give me some. I got to get off work and shit. <laughs> Let me do next week, all right? So I book it for the following Thursday. And originally it was gonna be first thing in the morning, but I guess they said after the procedure, most likely you're just gonna want to sleep all day, take a long ass nap. So it was supposed to be at like eight eight thirty in the morning. I ended up pushing it back to two thirty in the afternoon. So I worked a half day, and then after lunch, I went over there to get my LASIK done. I'm fucking, you know, I got a check-in. I get the payment squared away, and then they take me into the back. They do some more eye exams just to check. I don't know, double check, I guess. <laughs> just, to, I think it was really just to kill time while other people got their shit done. Because apparently they do all of the procedures on one day. They set aside every Thursday to do just surgery. The other days, I guess, are just consultations and meetings and whatever. You know, whatever else they got to do. But, uh, you know, get some more tests done and shit. All right, cool. And then I went into this other room where they fucking, she gave me like the little um, hair net. You know what I mean? Fucking, I was wearing my mask obviously But like gave me the hair and shit And they put these two little stickers on my shoulder With my name and like some code on there And I was wondering what the fuck it was about But I found out later So fast forward I go into the operation room I see this chick walk out You know the nurse is helping her out Gives her her stuff Kind of gives her these instructions or whatever And helps her exit So then they call me in right And this is where the fun begins right
3: what 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 the fuck is this piece of shit
0: she was crazy <laughs> so i walk in this room it's like a dark room okay with a, a surgery bed on there i guess i don't know what the fuck it's called the technical term for it but it's like I think when you go into the doctor one of those beds that you'd normally sit up on but you lay down as close to the floor You lay down, and they shift the table around so your head is under these lights. And they, you know, get your level right so you're basically the the surgeon sitting in his seat, and he fucking does the thing basically on your face, you know what I mean, borderline in his lap. So I'm laying down. They shift me around, and I'm just staring up into these ring of lights. It's pretty much all I can see because it's a dark room, like I said. And the best way I can describe it, dude, is like what I would imagine being abducted by aliens was like. You know what I mean? Just looking up at these ring of lights, and at the very top, at the center, there's this little beeping light, blinking light. And, you know, he's like, all right, well, (laughs) we're going to get started, you know? (laughs) So. I think they did my left eye first, if I'm not mistaken. So he puts this basically an eye patch sort of thing over my right eye, puts a couple drops in my left eye, and I would the whole time leading up to the surgery, the main thing I'm worried about is like blinking, you know what I mean? I'm like, how I know they they numb you so you're not gonna really feel anything, but I was like, you know, I've, my eyes are fairly dry a lot of times, so I'm blinking a lot or whatever, and I don't want to fucking <laughs> fuck up this, this surgery shit. So, obviously, they thought of that, you know. They full they pull out, uh, I'm pretty sure it was either a hard plastic or a glass slide, almost like a, a slide you would put on a microscope, you know what I mean, back in biology class. They basically took that hard plastic slash glass slide and open your eyelids as far as they'll go so they can slide that thing under it essentially to pry your eye open but not only that is it prying your eyelids open it's i mean not initially it's kind of like resting on you know the front or top of your eyeball but since you're laying down you know what i mean you're looking up at this thing and it's it's right on the front slash top of your eye but to do what they need to do, they press down on it. So, you know, obvi- like I said, they give you numbing drops. You're not feeling any of this, but you're seeing it and you're watching what's going on and just kind of, <laughs> you know, just living through it. My brain is like, Yo, what the fuck? But they put that thing over my eye and they push it down to the point where you literally can't see anymore. Like it cuts off your vision at some point. It kind of just blacks out. I don't know if it's from the pressure or because you haven't blinked in a fucking minute or whatever it is. But either way, you, you more or less, your vision blacks out. I didn't black out. like I was conscious the whole time. But my vision blacked out. So I, I'm pretty sure, I'm saying I'm pretty sure. Because I really don't know what the fuck they did, dude, to be honest with you. He does something to your eye. And then relieves their pressure, you get your sight back. You're like, alright, cool, I'm still looking up at these lights. But now my vision's much blurrier. I'm pretty sure he like cuts your cornea slash retina or, you know. I, like I said, I don't fucking know. I'm not the doctor. They tried to explain it to me and I'm just like, bro, whatever. Make me see straight. <laughs> I should have asked one of these motherfuckers to come on the pod. That would have been wild. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll call him back. But... Um, fuck, where was I at? He pushes down my eye. I can't see. He relieves the pressure. And then basically, I can't see clearly. You know, I still have... I mean, I still have my bad eyes. But on top of that, he just did whatever he did. I'm, uh, all, ugh, the best way I can describe it, dude, is I'm looking up into... You ever get those little floater things in your eye? I don't know what the fuck it's called. Imagine... A million of those. That's all you can see is a bunch of those. So it looks like a fucking thing of ramen almost, like translucent ramen, plasma ramen. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that means, but that's what it looked like. And it was the plasma ramen was split into three sections, two red sections on each side and a green section in the middle. And I come to find out later that's because there's three lights above what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? It's a green light in the middle and then two red lights. So dudes, like, just focus on the green light. And mind you, this the entire time this is happening, him and the nurse, the other nurses in the room, they're doing their little doctor talk, patient pop, you know, like, doing their little gibberish shit. So I literally felt like I was being abducted and probed by aliens, bro. Like, no bullshit. That's the best way I can, exc- I can describe it. But... So I'm focusing on the light, and he tells me straight up. He's like, "All right, you know, here comes the laser. Don't worry. This lasts, you know, ten to fifteen seconds." I'm like, "Okay." And the first thing I think was like, "Would I have even known the difference if you didn't say that?" And then, sure enough, absolutely, I would have. I say that because I think. It must have a mechanism built into it that if your eye focuses away, it stops. Because he was like, focus on this green light. And a few times I looked away, he said, you need to keep focusing for us to finish. And I was talking to my buddy um, who did the same thing, and he said the exact same shit. But either way, (laughs) I'm staring at this green light of plasma. (laughs) I'm staring at this green light of plasma ramen. Plasma ramen. What? What? What the
3: fuck is this? Piece and of um,
0: shit. right after he said, "Here comes the laser," I didn't feel anything different, but I could smell it. I could literally, like, you smelled something was burning in the room. Like, you ever? What was that shit we used in uh, like elementary and junior high? The hot glue gun? You ever kind of accidentally burn your hand or something on that? that? That smell of burned skin type of smell? It was definitely that kind of smell. So I knew the laser was fucking lazing me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, basically did that for both eyes. It was super weird. It wasn't, it was, I will say it was a little uncomfortable. It, not to the point where it was like unbearable by any means, but it was just so foreign to my body It's kind of the best way I can describe it. My eyes, my brain, my face, my whole aura was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? But literally in the operating room for, it felt like a while, but I'm pretty sure it was about 15 minutes tops um and then you know they let walk you out you have to have someone drive you home i luckily slept till the very next day took me a little bit to fall asleep but once i fell asleep i was pretty much out until friday morning called off work that day luckily just because like you're just like mentally exhausted you didn't do anything you know as far as like exercise or exert yourself but just like the trauma that your eyes just underwent i was just fucking tired There's a mandatory follow-up the next day. I went back. They told me everything looks great. You know what I'm saying? Gave me a bunch of eye drops and stuff that I've been using. Some omega-3 pills that I've been taking. Fish oils, aye. But yeah, man. It was fucking wild. Um, But like I said, I would recommend it. I'm still in the healing process, obviously. It's a couple days later now. They said it will take at least a month, sometimes a couple months to be 100% healed. Like I can see, I can read just as good as I could have with my glasses before. My fi- my my vision. My vision overall is a little hazy still and they said that's, you know, that's to be assumed. Like they that was even in the paperwork they gave me before I got this shit done. I guess everyone has a little haze. You have halos around like headlights and lights and but um yeah, definitely worth it, man. Once it's healed 100%, I'm sure I'll be even more satisfied with it. But yeah, shouts out to the Lasik Vision Institute over in Maitland, Florida. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> fucking hooked your boy up out here. Now I got the laser vision like Superman, aye. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. That was the only update that I had really. Like I said, no questions in the emails. But, reiterating, hit the email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com, yeah I mean? And I'll holler back at you. Holler back, youngin'. Woo, woo! Damn, who sings that? I need to get that song on here one day. <laughs> but, yeah, like always, man, let's get to some new music first. What do we got here today? Actually, we got pretty much two of the biggest drops in a long time, Two of the biggest drops since the J. Cole drop, probably. Um, we got Kanye and Drake. Both dropped new albums. So we'll get to those first. Just because it's probably the biggest thing in hip-hop, if not music right now. We'll go with Kanye West, Donda, first. Because he dropped first. I'm going to be honest. I still have not listened to this whole album. It's like almost 30 songs. Uh, I just I haven't gotten to every song yet. Same thing with the Drake album. I'm not even gonna lie, but the I've heard some standouts, or at least what people are seeming to like, and um, some joints that I've just you know piqued my my interest. So we're gonna go ahead and play some of those. At eight. So off of Kanye West's new album Donda, I'm gonna play this song, Pure Souls.
4: Like changed when you famous I remember back before the chains We was nameless Went through stages Just to hop on new stages Open up your eyes Man they only entertain And me. I cannot sell my soul And I cannot sell my soul And I cannot sell my soul And I cannot sell my soul Jesus saved my soul I sell my soul I've been at the top shining like a life pole, and I'm just a pride look whatever I was raised in money sanctified so I gotta say it again they said I was mad at the Grammys but I'm looking at my Grammy right now put up on yeah and I said they don't understand me I just want my dog to pipe down cuz when you really came from the churches you was raised in the trenches. you feel like you trailblazed for the trenches mm. I hope God can forgive me for the days that I was sinning mm-hmm. the truth is on yeah, I said the truth is only what you get away with, huh? Ay, that's why a lot of these be faking, huh? Made it through the trials and tribulations, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. What? Well, here it goes. Well, here it goes. But here goes, I was one of them weirdos of the pure soul That would go to the flea market to buy fake clothes Every color jabos, every cutlass is cold Every cousin the stole, every summer was cold Out of all of the moles, out of all of the folks After all of the jokes, I'm the one that was chosen. <laughs> all of my friends love the gang bang. Now we in my car and you say we ain't in the same lane When we both had pellets on and we were scamming for the prime before chief keepers bang bang always had my ties, stood on my six points. How could I not rise? Love, truth, peace, freedom, justice, but I'm not five. This South Side, and we outside. 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 This
1: and
0: we outside. South Side, and we outside, man. Yeah, but that's the new Kanye West album, Donda. That was Pure Souls. Um and next we got Certified Lover Boy by Drake. I know the song with Future, what is it? Way Too Sexy is the one that's the single is what it seems like the first video and shit. But I'm going to go ahead and play 7 AM on Bridal Path. Allegedly, at least from, according to the Twitter timeline, this song is about Kanye because if you didn't know, they have a long Beef, for whatever, I don't even know what the origin of it is, to be honest with you. But Drake and Kanye, I guess, just dueling for number one. They have a beef going on with each other for a while now. Which also led me to think, there's no way this is a coincidence, right? Literally, the week after Kanye releases his highly anticipated album that he's been teasing for a fucking while now, seems like forever, conveniently enough, exactly a week later Drake says oh yeah well guess what (laughs) here comes my shit that everybody's also been waiting for so I mean I guess hip-hop really won in the long run because you know plenty of people are fans of both of them um but I'm sure I you know as soon as Certified Lover Boy dropped I was seeing stats oh Drake is already outstreamed Kanye in three days like You know they're going to pit them against each other, especially given their little beef going on and whatnot. But like I said, I really don't give a fuck. It's good music, so we're going to play some CLB up in here, Drizzy Drake. And allegedly this song, 7AM on Bridal Path by Drake, is riddled with subs about Kanye, allegedly. So let's see. Yeah.
2: Hey, look, I wish everyone could tell me exactly what they need from me, the first second they speak to me, I'm not with all the secrecy, secretly beefing me behind closed doors, but playing it peacefully for the streets to see my nigga have some decency. Don't move like a puto. Could at least keep it a buck like Kumbo. i made north of the border like Vito Rizzuto. Throwing parties in Miami, they loving us mucho. With the whole ratio, I'm like David Caruso. There's a mass shortage of people giving me kudos. I've been doing this since T-Pain was pouring us nuvo. You tell them I run the country, they'll say Trudeau. Poppy, chulo, gripping, culo. And I got the flows, niggas steal like boot toes. You boys reaching new lows. Letting me take the rap for that cast, for the ghost shit. While you finding all of the loopholes, you niggas move too cold. See the watch collection and assume I got time, cause of the Ruby Rose two tone. i switch it to the one I call R.P. Nipsey, cause I swear to God, the bezel got 60 of them blue stones. Maybe I'm getting two stone. Calicutta marble for my tombstone. Here lies a nigga that never lied in his new song Any of his old songs, they sing them shits like folk songs Kumbaya, boom yay know the house, stay on me Bad bitches tryna come through and lay on me Tryna get the Earl Grey on me But I ain't really into talking names. Only to you giving from me is one for the walk of shame. Heart is on my sleeve and my body is in the Hall of Fame. High fashion, and my life is full of climaxes. And my wishes come true without blowing eyelashes. Up at Brown Crib, fishbowl wine glasses. That's how we passing time, 100,000 on the line. At the table praying banker shows a natural nine. It never happens half the time. My losing nights are still a vibe. That's the things I sell. You over there in denial, we not neck and neck. It's been a lot of years since we've seen you coming correct. Man, fuck with respect to me, I just want my respect. They try to label me mean, I say what I mean People that could've stayed on a team, they played in between Clouds is hanging over you now, cause I'm reigning supreme Some of these niggas say what they mean, it ain't what it seems Had to pull my niggas out the mud like I'm training marines You niggas hot to them little kids, you ain't famous to me Told you I'm aiming straight for the head, not aiming to please I could give a fuck by who designing your sneakers and tees Have somebody put you on a guild and you play with my seed Trust me, there's some shit you really gotta come see to believe That's why your people not believers, they all leaving you That's why you buying into the hype that the press feeding you You know the fourth level of jealousy's called media Isn't that an ironic revelation? Get that address to your driver, make it your destination Instead of just a post out of desperation It's me reaching the deepest state of my meditation Why you over there trying to impress the nation? Minds running wild with the speculation Why the fuck we peacemaking doing the explanations If we just gonna be right back in that bitch without hesitation but let me digress on behalf of the association I'll play it cool with you Denmark a nigga like Copenhagen See they getting loose with the line like open cages In a lot of Ferrari, my emotions racing Dance not a condo ocean bathing Niggas texting bro but we are not in no close relation I was down to get these niggas credit but hold the payment Somehow I'm the greatest in the game in my own amazement the greatest in the world, there's no debating. You boys about to wheel me to defeat like we rollerblading. Far as the Drake era, man, we in the golden ages. Look at the total wages and look at the heroes falling for grace and they older ages. If we talking top three, then you been sliding a third like stolen bases. Toss around rollies with the frozen faces. They used to tell me back in the day, boy, you going places. Never understood why I could really take it. Yo. Shit.
0: Yeah, man. Man's went in, you know what I mean? I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm the first to say I'm not the biggest Drake fan because I feel like he's always singing to the ladies in a lot of the songs, but this is my kind of Drake song, bro. Fucking, what was that? Four minutes of just straight bars. Barely took a breath. I was going to, you know, pull the speaker away like I normally do, but I had to let him go all the way in. That shit... That's the kind of, that's the Drake I'm a fucking fan of, personally. Not even saying like I'm hating on this other shit. I just don't run to listen to it. I will definitely save this song to playlist, you know what I mean? Bars Drake. You know what I mean? Drake bars. Bars is hard, son. Shouts to Nori. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's the Drake I want to fucking hear. And if if you know hip hop, there are definitely a lot of subs and kind of yeah, you know I mean, little shots at Kanye in there. But I digress. Not my business. Yeah, you know I mean. <laughs> so that's the new Drake album, Certified Lover Boy. And then I think the last at least for hip hop, the last thing that I had is West Side Gun. Put out a new project just because it was a new month. These Griselda dudes just fucking putting out projects like crazy. As always. So this is the 8th installment in West Side Gun's Hitler Wears Hermes series. So this is Hitler Wears Hermes 8, Sincerely Adolf. And I'll go ahead and play... I'm going to play this joint with a dude that they've been pumping for a while and uh, just someone that I've been hearing on the hip-hop circuit for a while stove god cooks i don't think i've ever played them on here but this is west side gun featuring stove god cooks the song is called vogue cover
4: i let the work dry on the vogue cover made
2: it snow for seven whole summers, feds tapping, I don't want no numbers, don't ask the price, bitch, you know the numbers, out the pot shattered on the bowl cover, it's going blizzard for the whole
4: summer, feds tapping, I don't want no numbers, birds go fast, bitch, how you doing, my lamp fish? Uh-huh. Left wrist, right wrist, dish it AirMash helicopter in the hand dish uh-huh. Gauge down the leg, I was walking like a cramping. Uh-huh. Walked in the bank, the bank bitch caught me handsome, uh-huh. making him a hitch, pouring one of one visits. Woo! Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, I hey got yo. Hey yo. Tripped over roses, why these niggas on my shoulder? Shopping screens, forgot to know this protocol. Come up and told me, hit some shots at any moment. Double <laughs> pound, I had to go show my paperwork. Then they welcomed me, with open arms. triple beam and my ass got a bird on it.
2: She came back with a stem and the 50 said she left Earth on it. Let her twerk on it. She started singing like Eddie LaVert on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come in. Come in. Yeah.
0: They're always doing some wild shit. But yeah, shout outs to West Side Gun. New project. Hitler Wears Hermes 8. You heard? But that was it for hip hop. I also, real quick, just wanted to shout out I know on the last episode with UCF Skateboarding with Dan, we talked about Evan Smith briefly. Uh, he also does music And his band UV Ways Just dropped a project Actually no This is from last year My fault But I just discovered this project Let me say that <laughs> It's UV Ways All one word UVWAYS. W A Y S It's kind of like psych rock And you know what I actually don't know Any of these songs From the next one So I'm just going to hit shuffle And we'll see what plays but the album's called Moses links <laughs> As you can tell, just very vibed out, psych rock, trippy kind of shit. The song is called Ketamine. (laughs) If that gives you any idea. (laughs) But yeah, I think that was all we have for new music, man. Um, Let me double check before we move on here. As far as new music, yeah, that's all we got. I got some other shit. Actually... So there's this dude that I've been hearing about for a while, and as of recently, I've been seeing him more and more and learning more about him. So I figured I'd check him out. It's this artist by the name of Millies, M-I-L-L-Y-Z. Um, like I said, I've I've seen him on random like freestyle sessions. I think he was on a BT cypher a couple years ago, you know, LA leaker, shit like that. But I didn't really know much about him. And, (laughs) yeah, I didn't know much about him. But now, I still don't know (laughs) that much about him. But enough about him that I wanted to at least play one of his new songs. He just dropped an album. Like I said, his name is Millie's. And I guess he was more or less discovered by Jadakiss. He was kind of on the scene, you know, informally, kind of underground. And I guess Jadakiss from the Locks D-Block discovered him. And kind of put him on the map, you know, signed him and everything. Actually, I also forgot to mention Young Ads that I was talking about in the beginning. He's apparently part of D Block Europe. They have their own like European fucking leg of the shit, how Wu Tang kind of did the same thing. There's a D Block Europe, and that dude Young Ads is in it apparently. But yeah, so my bad, got off topic. This is from Millie's new album called Blanco 4. And this is actually him and Jadakiss on a song called Hopeless.
3: I don't lie on my music, i am a open button. Time I do the shit with no hook. Just let it spill for real. Hey look, crushing up his next kill. Think about my next drill. Rope it down for fifteen, but he catching wreck still cut my side joint, so now I got one less bill moving up the first class, I wonder how that jet feels, disrespected by they last offer, probably curve the next deal, I'm from where they still pop them, even though it's press pills a lot of rappers richer than me did the shit with less skill, so I know I could get on quicker if I kept it less real, going through the motions, pour a triple shot of something used to bag up in my mama bathroom with the water running, Woodrow Wilson in the lobby I would post it like I'm drumming, homicide was at my door with subpoenas getting summoned me and Dodd in that central, busting moves I with stone them. off the exit 36 like the ounces in a brick And the biddy got some blood, homies And I fuck with Crips Feds will put you in that blender, They don't get caught up in the mix Cause they'll have you in the tank Next to junkies getting sick Replace we'll the bus down And put shackles on your wrist Where them diamonds go The jeweler won't give you half of what you spent In your pockets But you coming up with lint Don't make no sense Say a prayer for me I'm feeling hopeless All I know I'm fed up with this broke shit My PTSD way too much to cope with on probation, but I gotta make I it used to don't think about my life like it didn't matter. List my freedom, roll the dice like it didn't matter. Blew my last on some ice like it didn't matter. Ice. Made the same mistake so twice ice, like please. it didn't matter. I put it in the
2: air, I blow it, I don't throw it I'm from where if you really got it, you don't show it Crack spoken word or either the dope poet And even if you know, if they ask you, you don't know it See me, I'm from the put-in work era I was sliding way before the syrup and perk era All you gotta do is hit the switch and it work better They say when you get right up on them, it hurt better I ain't gotta up it, cause I don't ever tuck it So any funny moves in this bitch, I'm to bucket Real niggas in the room, that's who I'ma fuck with. That's, it. that's why I'm probably stuck with what I'm stuck with. All I know is shit is real, it be hard to focus. Niggas that know everything always be the brokest. It's crazy how you could get rich off one dope flip. But say a prayer for me, I'm feeling hopeless. Damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's Millie's and Jada kiss. Yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, I just figured I'd shine some light on them, but that, that was it for new music. We do have music topics, like always, so we're gonna go ahead and get into that, you it Oh, yeah. So first things first, I saw there's more trouble in Myanmar. I remember we talked about Myanmar a while ago, but now they're having... Some some social issues regarding music, it seems like. I saw this article on Rolling Stone. It said, Four rock musicians met secretly at an abandoned house in Yangon, the largest city in Myanmar. It was March 7th, just over a month after the country's military had seized power in a pre-dawn coup, and they were there to record a song about security forces shooting to kill. They called it Headshot. And the chorus went... It's got the lyrics here, so I'm going to try to sing it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to sing it, but... it's. They said rock band. It sounds like some punk lyrics type shit. Give us back our democracy now. Release every innocent one you can. Okay. I'm not going to try to sing it because I don't fucking know the melody, but... The lyrics read as such. Give us back our democracy Now, release every innocent one you captured, now. Whose power was taken away, ours. We, the people, have the power. Down with the military regime, the war dogs, biting the hand that feeds them. Uh, I'm assuming that's a translation from the Myanmar language, whatever language they speak over there. That's my assumption, I don't know, but yeah um where were we the song was a cry against the living hell that descended upon the people of myanmar since february 1st when the military overthrew the country's civilian government okay that's when we talked about them last back in february it was also a song of solidarity with the people killed while standing for democracy and it was a song of mourning for freedoms barely tasted that were stolen overnight We witness people get shot and killed right in front of us. Han Tu Lin, who goes by the stage name Kyer Puk, K-Y-R space P-A-U-K. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how they pronounce that. But who goes by the name of Kyer Puk, Pauk, Kyer Pauk, let's just say that. Goes by the name of Kyer Pauk and is one of Myanmar's most well-known rock musicians and producers. We were like, we'll record one song and we'll split after that. Because if we recorded that song, it would give us enough danger to split up. That night in Yangon was the last time the rockers made music together. Within hours of releasing the song, the rockers scattered. Three of them were later placed on a wanted list for sedition their names and photos shown on the military-run TV channel, by June, they'd be irreparably separated. Kair Pauk has since fled the country. Han Ne Tar, lead singer of Eternal Gosh, an alternative and pop rock band established in 2013, has gone deep into hiding and couldn't be reached. Ho Vem Tu, among the country's most famous metal vocalists, has sought shelter with an ethnic armed organization. What are you doing, Rue? They just cut down these fucking trees right outside the window, so now she's looking out the fucking blinds extra hard at everything going out in the street. It's all right. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Raymond, lead singer of the band The Idiots and among Myanmar's most influential rock musicians of this generation, had been staying in the jungle with Novem 2 but on June... 23rd the 32 year old who had long suffered from gastrointestinal problems was found dead holy shit so this dude actually died just to protect his freedom and his right to create music from the fucking myanmar government that's insane um until the coup Kyer pauk's career had been going well in late january he and his band big bag were on the cusp of a new record deal with a new label. And he was discussing an electronic project with Raymond. So it sounds like all these guys might know each other, even though they're in different genres. That's kind of tight. Um, There were struggles, including the shutdown of live performances due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but he was finally able to make the music he wanted. Since the democratically elected government led by Aung San Suu Kyi came to power in 2016, Kyer Pauk had experienced freedoms that were unthinkable when he started making music in 1997. During nearly five decades of military dictatorship, the generals had kept a close hold on power even when it meant resorting to violence. In 1988, regime forces responded to student-led pro-democracy uprisings with a bloody crackdown that saw thousands killed and imprisoned, protests initiated by saffron-robed monks in in 2007 were also met with deadly force. For artists, the former military era came with a heavy dose of repression. Musicians needed to apply for studio licenses, which enabled the regime to trace what was recorded and where and a censorship board screened art, music, cinematography, journalism, and literature prior to publication. It restricted anything hinting at Western influence or opposition to military rule. Even paintings with too much red, the color of Aung San Suu Kyi's party, the National League for Democracy evokes suspicion, Kyer Pauk says. Beyond censorship, the general's approach to running the country stifled the development of a robust music scene. A stagnated education system meant most musicians learned through informal means. Shui Gya Gya, who... I'm sorry, I'm butchering these names. I know I am. I really apologize. Uh, who has been writing and producing music since the 1980s, tells Rolling Stone. Myanmar has many talented musicians who for decades couldn't learn music systematically, he says. Meanwhile, weak rule of law left copyright infringement commonplace, making it difficult for even the most talented musicians to earn a living through music production. Technology also lagged. Mient Zaw, one of the first audio engineers and producers to mix music electronically, was only able to access computer engineering systems for audio recording beginning around 1998. The former military regime sought to kill creativity, the musicians say. Foreign rock and pop were banned as cultural pollution, quote-unquote, and the overwhelming majority of songs were covers of western hits with innocuous lyrics. We only had love songs and a bit of hate songs about love and relationships. We couldn't talk about society or criticize the junta, says Kiar Pauk. In 2008, the censorship board blocked his entire album because the songs were in English. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, But yeah, I mean, this goes on and on. Alright, well now I gotta hear what this shit sounds like. I'm gonna look up, what was that dude's band name? Big Bag? Let's look up Big Bag and see what we got over here. I'm going to play... I'm going to play... Their album from 2015 is called IDGAF. I don't give a fuck for those who don't know internet acronyms. And the song is called Way Thwar Lal. Is this them? Because it says Explicit. Okay, so yeah, definitely like pop alternative rock kind of stuff. But yeah, that's interesting, man. I don't know. It's fucking nuts. Obviously, I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but apparently it's government approved. You know what I mean? That's just fucking nuts, dude. They're literally stifling. I mean, you. it sounds like you could almost damn near cannot be a creative or artistic person out in Myanmar, at least if you want to make a living doing that. Because they won't let you, is what it sounds like. It's shit like that, that I think we take for granted here in America. I mean, there are some things with music, like we talked about, they're trying to use hip-hop lyrics in court and shit like that. But at least those people can put the fucking songs out. That's insane. Like, they said you literally can't put out a song unless it's about love. If you have a song about hate, it better be about hating love. (laughs) And it better not be in another language, or else... We're shutting that shit down from fucking jump. So, I don't know, man. That shit sounds nuts. Good luck to all the musicians and artists out in Myanmar. You know what I'm saying? You got a home here in America if you want to come come through. You know what I mean? But I also don't know. Like It sounds like the government may potentially limit their... Uh their travel, like it said, some of those artists had to flee the country. It sounded like it wasn't just a, you hop on a plane and go wherever. I mean, dudes were living in the fucking jungle, and a dude died while doing that, while hiding from his own government. He died in the fucking jungle, bro. Just for creating a song that they didn't like. Like, just think about how ridiculous that is. You know what I'm saying? What
3: what 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 the fuck is That's this? It's fucking piece nuts. Of is
0: shit. what it is. So yeah, man. Uh, appreciate your freedoms while you got them. I guess, especially if you're a creative type person, you know, you could, I mean, there's a song in America while Donald Trump was president saying, fuck Donald Trump. And I know he was, um, I guess he was sort of doing the same thing. He was not letting that song be played in certain venues and shit like that. But the song was at least made and released to the public. If you're a hip hop fan, you can find that song somewhere. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that's insane. Like, it sounds like if they put out a song saying, fuck their leader, I forget what the name is, like, you damn near be killed. So, I don't know, bro. I thought that shit was super fucking interesting. And it just makes you think, you know what I mean? Definitely makes you think. Um, But what else do we have for music? I know we got some worldly stuff that we're gonna get to here in a second. Uh, Two quick things. So, guitarist for Bruce Springsteen's band, Steven Van Zandt. I don't know. I think we might have talked about that before. How he, you know, he's a musician, obviously, plays guitar in the E Street Band. He's also an actor, played on the Sopranos, had his own spinoff show. I think he's been in a couple other things. But I saw this uh, little thing that said, Steven Van Zandt's new book, Unrequited Infatuations, a memoir, is a deep dive into the life of Rock's greatest consigliere. It traces his childhood in New Jersey, his first meetings with Bruce Springsteen in 1965, and their early days on the New Jersey bar circuit, the formation of the East Street Band, his work with Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, his politically charged solo career and activism in the 80s, and his unlikely transition to the world of acting, on The Sopranos and Lilyhammer. One of the most pivotal moments in his life took place in 1982 when he decided to suddenly quit the E Street Band. They were coming off a massive album and tour with The River and finally starting to make huge money which with much more to come in the near future thanks to Born in the USA. But Van Zant walked away from it all. He's given various reasons for his decision in the past, but in this book, he finally tells the whole story. Of course. So yeah, Steve Van Zant got a memoir coming out apparently. I'll probably check that shit out just because I think I mentioned my dad's a big Bruce Springsteen fan, so I kind of had that music around me growing up. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of Sopranos, have grown to be a big fan of Van Zant, so I'll probably check that shit out. You wait. I also saw Random as Fuck. I guess Fabulous is going on tour. I don't know if it's his tour necessarily, but I saw it from his Instagram. But the tour is called Legends of the Streets Tour. And that's just what it is. Like, this is one of the most fucking all star lineups I've ever seen on a tour. Yeah, so the lineup goes Rick Ross, Jeezy, Gucci Mane, Two Chains, Fabulous. Boozy Badass, Lil' Kim, Trina, and DJ Drama. It's a fucking hell of a lineup. And they are coming to Miami, Jacksonville, and Tampa for my Florida residents. I don't know. I just thought that was... That's like... That's so many fucking legends on one card. You know what I mean? And they're hitting... Georgia, North Carolina, Maryland, Louisiana, Texas, Florida, and Tennessee. So essentially, I guess Fabulous is the only northern artist on there. I wonder how he got on the bill. It's a bunch of southern artists. Fabulous from New York. DJ Drama is from Philly, I believe. But the tour seems to be focused in the south-southeast. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting, man. It's like a fucking all-star team going on tour, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, thought that was tight. (laughs) And then what else do we got? Um, As far as music goes, one more thing real quick. We got to give some RIPs, unfortunately. Um, RIP to Lee Scratch Perry, fucking legendary reggae producer. Did a bunch of work with Bob Marley and shit back in the day. But I saw he recently transitioned, so rest in peace, Lee Scratch Perry, and also rest in peace, not music-wise, that'll kind of wrap up the music right there, and then we'll transition here into film, movie, and TV, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, man. You definitely know, if you don't know him by his actor name, everybody knows fucking Omar. Even if you haven't watched The Wire, you know Omar. I mean, he has a bunch of other monumental roles, obviously, but I think Omar is his most most renowned and popular and easily recognized role. He's basically the fucking dude who robs all the drug dealers in The Wire. Ew! Fucking, yeah. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams, man. And Lee Scratch Perry. Two legends. Gone too soon um i mean lee scratch perry at least lived i think he was it said like he was in his 80s i believe michael k williams was only in his 50s so he died pretty young you know what i mean rest in peace to both of them obviously but that's just it's unfortunate that michael k williams couldn't have stuck around a little while longer giving us some more legendary roles you know what i mean great actor so rest in peace to both of them but with that we'll transition into movie and tv um first things first, man. I don't even know where to start, bro. Just speaking of Van Zant and the Sopranos, I feel like we may have mentioned it before that they they've been making a Sopranos prequel movie for the longest time. It's called The Many Saints of Newark. Newark, New Jersey. So the movie is finally fucking made and it's finally coming out on my fucking birthday. October motherfucking 1st, B. In the stand, movie theaters, HBO Max, the many saints of Newark hitting that shit. I'm fucking stoked, as you can tell, man. I'm a huge Sopranos fan. I've probably watched that show all the way through at least three times, probably more, but sometimes I'll just skip around, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just a big fan of the mob movies. Sopranos was kind of the first mob show and that, that did it right, you know what I mean? There's a lot of those out there that are fucking trash, but Sopranos... Was always legit. And now they're making the prequel movie. Young Tony Soprano, also played by the late great James Gandolfini's actual son, Michael Gandolfini. Rest in peace to James as well. It's just, it's fucking My hopes are very high. I hate to say it because that happens sometimes and then you see what you know, whatever you've been waiting for comes and it's just like not as great as you thought, but I've been waiting for this shit forever. I'm sure a bunch of other people have. I think The Sopranos stopped airing in like, I don't know, 2007, 2008, maybe? I don't even remember. But, yeah, man. Fucking stoked for that, all right? She, she, she. Speaking of throwback shows, apparently, I think they said it was the 25th anniversary of Blue's Clues. The fucking Cartoon Dog. Uh, I don't even know how... You know what Blue's Clues is, if you're in my generation, at least. It's a kid's show, you know what I'm saying, from back in the day. Fucking Blue Dog and the guy Steve, and they, you know, teach you life lessons and all that shit, right? But I guess it's the 25th anniversary of that show, and if you know anything about the show, you know the original host slash blues owner Steve left after a while and he had like his brother or some shit come kind of take over and then apparently they changed hands again so they had the original actor that played Steve come back and they put up this message that I've been seeing fly around on on Twitter um I don't know if they're just trying to market to you know millennials to come watch the new anniversary of the show or whatever like i'm not gonna go watch the show but i did enjoy this fucking video from steve you know what i'm saying it's good to see good to see your old your boy again yeah you know i mean <laughs> i don't even remember when this was like popular but probably from when i was like five to ten or some shit i don't remember but this is uh this is a message from steve the og from blues clues hi you got a second
5: You remember how, when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what, big news, I'm leaving. Uh, This is my brother, Joe, he's your new best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left and we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? because I I realized that 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 was kind of abrupt. Um, I just kind of got up and went to college. And uh, that was really challenging, by the way, but great because I got to use my mind and take a step at a time. And now I literally am doing many of the things that I wanted to do. And then look at you and look at all you have done and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just... It's just so amazing, right? I mean, we started out with clues, and now it's what? Student loans, and um, jobs, and families, and some of it has been kind of hard, you know? I know you know. And I wanted to tell you that I, I really couldn't have done all of that without your help. And in fact, all the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today, right now. And that's super cool. I guess I just wanted to say that after all of these years, I never forgot you. Ever. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Thanks for listening. You look great, by the way. Whatever it is you're doing, it's working.
0: I need a new sound effect on here. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, man. Shout out to my boy Steve. You know what I mean? Come back for the crew, man. But yeah. So, if you're interested, 25th anniversary of Blue's Clues. Do we have anything else for TV and movies? I did see one more thing. Nia Decosta. Becomes the first black female director to debut a film at number one. Her film Candyman. It says, Candyman director Nia DaCosta makes history as the first black woman director to debut a film at number one. <laughs> Congratulations. amen. History be made right before our very eyes, man. Shouts to Nia. What else do we got here? Um, I also saw that El Salvador is apparently... I don't know if it's going to be their primary currency, but this article that I saw said... Yesterday, El Salvador bought $20 million in Bitcoin. And as of today, the country allows Bitcoin to be used as payment for goods and taxes. Businesses can price their goods in Bitcoin and exchanges will not be subject to capital gains tax. So that I thought that was interesting, man. It sounds like it's not going to take over their financial system. I'm, I'm assuming they'll still have, you know, whatever their Current currency is in place because everyone's not just going to instantly convert to Bitcoin. Some people can't, you know what I mean? But it does sound like that it's going to be one of the primary currencies of El Salvador moving forward. So, you know, shouts to them, man. That's pretty big. Um, I don't know how many other countries have it set up that way right now. I'm sure a lot of them are trending that way. But, you know, pretty interesting stuff, man. I also saw, big shout out, and rest in peace, John Lewis. Um, This article that I saw says, The House approved the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act on Tuesday in a party-line vote, kicking the legislation to the Senate where it faces longer odds of passage. The bill was approved 2019-2012, to with zero Republicans voting for it. Nothing is more fundamental to our democracy than the right to vote, Representative Terry Sewell, a main sponsor of the bill, said from the floor during debate on the legislation. It was in my district that ordinary Americans peacefully protested for the equal right to vote for all Americans. Sewell noted, referring to the struggle of the late Lewis and other civil rights activists on the Edmund Pettus Bridge 56 years ago. In March 1965, a 26-year-old Lewis and company were brutally beaten by state and local police on what is now known as Bloody Sunday. Lewis's skull was fractured in the brutality, and images of Bloody Sunday were viewed by television audiences nationwide becoming a major flashpoint in U.S. history. Five months after the attack, then-President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act, VRA, into law. Lewis died last summer after representing a Georgia district for more than 30 years in the House. All battles have indeed become new again, Sewell continued. While literacy tests and poll tax no longer exist, certain states and local jurisdictions have passed laws that are modern-day barriers to voting. So as long as voter suppression exists, the need for full protections of the VRA will continue, Sewell said. The bill approved Tuesday centers around restoring the federal preclearance originally instituted by the 1965 Voting Rights Act, which was eroded by a 2013 Supreme Court decision. The preclearance required states and jurisdictions with histories of racial discrimination, largely the Jim Crow South, to gain approval from the Department of Justice before implementing any change to voting procedure. In the landmark Shelby v. Holder case, the Supreme Court ruled that the formula used to dictate the preclearance threshold was outdated and therefore unconstitutional. However, at the time, Chief Justice John Roberts left the door open for Congress to draft an updated formula that would more accurately reflect the status of voting rights around the country also included in the bill, is a booster for Section 2 of the VRA following a July decision from the country's top court that upheld a pair of Arizona voting restrictions. While Sections 4 and 5 outline the preclearance, Section 2 outlaws states and other jurisdictions from implementing voting procedures that discriminate against Americans on the basis of race, color, Or membership in a language minority group. So yeah, once again, uh, shouts and rest in peace to John Lewis. But that's definitely big moves being made in the United States government. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of stuff had been unwound over the past 10 or so years. So it seems like at least some of them are going to come back to their original form, hopefully. Only time will tell. Once again, rest in peace, John Lewis. But the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, VRA, coming at you live, you heard? Damn right! Last but not least, man, I just wanted to shout out and shoot prayers to everybody that was affected by this recent... Hurricane Ida. I know there's more brewing out there. Everyone in Louisiana, Mississippi, New York. I don't know how it does that every time it like it, it had to have ripped through the the central states, right? All I heard about was Louisiana, Mississippi, and then like New York, New Jersey, but that strip between there, fucking Kentucky, Tennessee, all that shit. I'm assuming they got hit. I don't know, but shouts to everybody affected by that man. Um, Like I said Hurricane Ida is The first The season's not over man That's all I gotta say There's a bunch out there Last time I saw the news or the weather channel There was like three or four brewing I think you know most of them are still tropical storms But Never be too careful man So yeah Shouts and much love Prayers, positivity for everybody affected by that You know Mother nature She's a bitch, man. You gotta love her, but she can be a nasty bitch, man. She, she, but yeah, I think she, um I don't know. What's the uh what kind of vibe we on for the the outro? You know what I mean? What do we got? Let me get some new little thing here. I'ma do my uh <laughs> I'll do my little outro first, just because I'm tired, man. I just wanna, you know, just wanna say this shit and get out of here. And then I'll play your little outro song so you can vibe out, yeah. You know I mean, for the end of episode 57 of the K podcast, man. So you know the vibes, and if you don't know the vibes, here come the vibes. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned you know what I mean but yeah much love to you guys for listening man uh we got some new guests coming up you know what I'm saying just stay tuned man like I always say stay fucking tuned man but you know what this is the vibe we on for the outro man till next time love you guys peace <laughs>
1: reflect what you are in case you don't know light, the, wind, the rain and the sunset A light on your door to show that you're home when you think the night has in your mind that inside you are twisted and unkind let me stand to show that you are blind please put down your hand. I see. afraid when you think the night has seen your mind that inside you twisted and unkind Ooh, let me stand to oh, show yeah. that you are blind please put down your head
0: You don't have to go home, you just can't stay here, aight?